Hey everybody, Matt Johnson here, the creator and director of New Frequency, welcoming you to another episode of our exciting podcast. It is Memorial Day weekend here at the New Frequency Show, and we thought we'd pull out a piece about veterans for you here called Lines in the Sand. Joining me to introduce it is the wonderful Gil Glasgow. Here he is. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Good to see you again, Gil. You too. So this is such a cool piece about a president you get to play the president right, yes. hey, yeah. that's kind of cool yeah it is cool yeah. <laughs> the president of the united states who sort of goes you know into this dark fantasy world where he's now at war and and i, I think it's the reason why I, that i picked this piece in particular was because i first of all i think it's still relevant today yes <laughs> we're absolutely. in the we're in the midst of a political campaign where a lot of promises are made there's a lot of there's a lot of bluster going on out yes. there people saying things that they probably would never really be able to back up and i think what was great about this one is we put the president in like a wartime scenario where he has to sort of back up like what he believes. Right, right. You know, um, I'd love to talk a little bit about how we created this piece, but first I wanted you to talk a little bit about, about you know, going into this character, this guy that sort of, you know, once again falls out of time into another time period, right. you know. We've done these kind of pieces before, but I think this one had on a real kind of raw, tangible quality. It was. It was extremely frightening right. uh, to, to, just and to perform it because it was chaotic. Yeah. There was a lot of noise and, oh, yeah. and, and the reality of war thrust in his face. And I think going from that, that bluster, that bravado, that Ooh. campaign speech... You know, to write into to, to the horror of war right. uh, was uh, quite a transition. So you had to dive into this one. Absolutely, you know, and we really force. did. We yes. jumped. We jumped in. And when you hear when we go to war in this piece, the first two minutes is just chaos and bombs yes. and explosions and guns. Our sound designer Dick Schroeder did an amazing job in this one. But I even remember in performing it, I'm one of the soldiers in that scene. We could hardly even hear each other right. on stage. Right. Yeah. It was literally like being in war. It was just chaos. Right, and the the, the Writing was very good, but with with what we had to do in that situation is we had to just sustain a lot of things, absolutely, and 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 sort of come off the page a lot in that, absolutely, to, to keep the energy and the and and all of the uh, dialogue up. It was very exciting. Yeah, James yeah. Napoli wrote this one, and I remember when James and I came up with this one, he came to me and he said, "Hey, listen, you know, we were in the midst of like the George Bush sort of war era mm-hmm. of going and fighting tyranny." abroad and he really I think kind of wanted to make a political statement about the current state of the United States and the wars we were fighting and he came and said hey listen I want to do this real political piece I remember and I was and we hadn't gone super political with a lot of our new frequency stuff we stayed yeah. we you know we, we, we stayed really kind of neutral but you know he said he really wanted to do this and I remember we talked about it and I said hey great go, you know go 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 give go, go go write it give it a try let's see what what it was but I remember when he came back and it was so great obviously we were going to perform it but in it while it's a piece about the fog of war really what it comes down to it's a piece about camaraderie yes and it's a piece about soldiers and I think it celebrates soldiers yes. I think it celebrates the military while making a statement about war and the current situations that we were in at the time and hey maybe still are in now you know i think that was what was really good writing by james in this piece because it was a statement that also pointed out the hero the heroes out there that are in our military and i think Uh, that was you know a really fine line to do because all of us love our military and believe in them wholeheartedly what they do to protect us but it was really a piece about camaraderie and about and when you get past all the bluster it's about those troops and 
the protection that they give to yes. each other and how they care about each right. other. You know, right. so really, shout out to James for that. There was it was obvious that that, that, that even though the circumstances were were horrific, the, the they were proud to have been there and mm-hmm. and uh, and they were closer than they were when they started, and and that speaks a lot to. To the the human spirit, in, absolutely. In those I I came from a military family. My father fought in World War II, and you know you can't help when you hear a piece like this think about about those troops that really do go into battle for us and what they face. Yeah, we get to do it on stage with sure. pieces of paper. Yeah, exactly. In yeah. our hands, and then we get know? to have a beer afterwards, absolutely. and that's that. Yeah, they do it with bullets whizzing by right. their heads and you know, uh, friends around them dying every single day. So I think it's a perfect piece to sort of make a statement, but also celebrate our troops here on Memorial Day weekend. Absolutely. So we're paying tribute to them. I say we give it a listen right now. Gil, thanks so much for introducing it with me. You bet. You guys enjoy this one at home. Happy Memorial Day from us at New Frequency. It's called Lines in the Sand. New Frequency, a theater of the mind on the air. On the air. In three. It's coming. Pretty clever. In two. Overcome by a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful reaction. In one. New Frequency. It's like nothing I have ever experienced. The supernatural is always waiting to jump out and scare us. But sometimes... The supernatural can open our eyes to something more frightening and leave us in a place that we don't fully understand. Such is the case with our next piece on the evening, a troubling morality tale set in the not-too-distant future called Lines in the Sand. But what you have to ask yourselves as citizens of this great country is, in the year 2012, do you really want the kind of leadership offered by my opponent? Or do you want the tough, take-no-prisoners attitude of a man like me, your president, James J. Stanton? Now my opponent, my opponent says he's angry with me about the war we're currently fighting. But war is necessary to fight evil, because evil is everywhere. We never know who might want to hurt us. That's why we must seek out our enemies and prevent them from jeopardizing our way of life. Now, my opponent will emphasize the negative, the lives that have been lost. (laughs) Well, maybe he ought to go back to college and take War 101. Because in 2012, lives do need to be lost to protect the right to live however you want to live in a free America. Now, I want to say this to you, my fellow Americans, that I feel for those young men and women fighting, risking their lives as we speak. I really do. And I say that I would trade places with any of those young people right now without any hesitation. Thank you. Remember, vote James J. Stanton for four more years. Your president, James J. Stanton. James J. Stanton. Where am I? Who are you? Get down! They're shelling us. Uh, I was just, I was just speaking. I was just, I was giving a speech. Dunlop. Uh, uh, Dunlop. What? what? Uh, uh, you talking to me? Dunlop, get down, you freaking lunatic! I ordered you to hit. But I was just speaking to, to a whole of people. I was campaigning. Oh, man, he's gone. He's gone. Wait a minute. Where am I? Damn it, Dunlop's freezing up. We'll grab 
him, Peterson. I'm reloading. Oh, he's all right, Peterson. Come you on, Sean. Get guy. your ass down. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. I'm telling God. you, grab him before oh, someone... Oh, right, right. I'll get him. Now, come what, on, Dunlop. What's going on? Oh, no. Stay there, Dunlop. No. 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 Dunlop, no. pull yourself together. You're freaking out. That's all. It happened. I don't understand. I don't want to die. Right, you're not going to die, all right? Okay? Everyone else, were you okay? Collins? Yeah. Peterson, you... Oh my god. Peterson's hit, sir. Oh no. What happened to her? She was trying to save you, you idiot. That's what Collins, that's enough. No, I, I didn't. Look, I, it, never I, mind, I, Dunlop. I, I, look, no, look. It's okay, Petey. It's okay. You're gonna be all right, kiddo. All right, where's she hit, Collins? You know what, sir? Pretty much all over. Look, this is no time for a smart mouth, Collins. Look no, at all that blood! Do you want to tell me what part of her is not dying? Oh god. No, 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 Petey. You got nothing to be sorry about. You guys. I... Shut up, kiddo, okay? Justin, just tell Justin. No, you can tell him yourself, girl, all right? Tell him that I'm Oh, man, now hang on, hang on. Look, we're gonna take care of those freaking rebels and we'll get you out of here, all right? Oh, my dear God, is she dead? No, Dunlop, she's a passed out, Sergeant Pfeiffer. Leave her, Collins, just for now. Help Dunlop. Dunlop, this is all his fault. If he hadn't frozen up, Peterson would never... Look, we can't go down that road right now. Now, we have to take care of things, so let's get to it. Right. Please, what's going on? Who are you people? Look, we're your buddies, Dunlop. I'm Pfeiffer. This is Collins. And the one who isn't talking right now, that is Peterson. The one who almost bought the farm trying to get your frightened little ass down. That woman, she's dying. You've seen it before, Dunlop. Don't stare. It won't help. Looking at her. Look at her. All the blood. She's she's so young. Uh, She's... Deal, Dunny, you're like what, 19? Dunny! Why do you call me Dunlop? Oh, great. He's really playing it up now, Fife. I think he wants to be declared mentally unfit or something. Look, look, look. My name is Stanton. Come on, guy. You look like Dunlop to us, same as ever. Stanton? Like the president? Not like the president, I... What? What? Point is, point is, I'm not supposed to be here. Nah, give me a break. No, no, I'm not, I'm not. Right, Dunlop, no one is supposed to be here, are they? But we're here. We're the ones doing this particular job right now, and we're gonna do our best. Now, you can calm down and help us, or not. Don't it's up see? to you. Don't you see? I'm not meant to be Look, here. Look, knock it off, Dunlop. I'm not Dunlop! Look, I was standing there at a podium, and I was looking out at all my supporters, and I was telling them that I... All right, Dunlop, you have got to stop this. You're having an effect on your fellow soldiers, I and I can't... I said it. I said it. I traded places. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh look, oh my Sergeant Pfeiffer, sir, we don't have time for this. We gotta get help for Peterson. Now, now, listen. Listen, I think... I think maybe they pulled back. Permission to check the perimeter, sir. If it's clear, we can run Petey back to the base. Permission not granted. How can you run her anywhere? In what? They blew up our frickin' tank. That's why we dug in here. With respect, sir. If the coast is clear, maybe I can get far enough to flag one of our boys down and get them over here. Look, I'll carry her out of here if I have to. We can't stay here forever. All right, all right, Collins. You're right. But I'll go. No, sir. You don't have Look, to. Look, I'm going, Collins. You stay here with Petey and Dunlop there. You're leaving us? I'll be back, Dunlop. Collins is right. We gotta get help for Petey. I can go, I... sir. Look, you have a wife, Collins, just like Peterson has a husband. I'm single. I'll go. Oh, jeez, sir. Wish me luck. Luck, sir. Stay put. I'll be back. Godspeed, brother. You think he'll make it back? Of course he will, Dunlop. Now look, will you just give the nutball act a rest for like a minute, please? I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I... Hey, Peterson? Hey, Petey, are you with us? Yeah, she's still breathing. I can see it. 
What's your name? Collins? Yeah, that's right. And you're Dunlop. Yeah, yeah, this is terrible. Tell me Just about terrible. it. I never, uh, I, I, I never thought I, I... I'm holding a gun. I just noticed I'm holding a gun. It's okay, Dunlop. Look, I'm sorry about screaming at you, all right, but Petey's my pal is all, and I, and I know her husband and everything, and I, and I know you got scared, and I think I know what it's about. You do? It's Farmer. Farmer? Kevin Farmer, he bunked next to you. Kevin Farmer. It must have been tough, Dunlop. You know, I should, I should have put it together before. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, what? it's not easy watching your buddy's brain spill onto your own shoulder. No, no, of course it's not. I, I... Don't blame yourself, all right? You couldn't have gotten there any quicker. You couldn't have saved him. You know that, right? Oh, God, I don't know. I to tell you the truth, I, 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 I don't How could know. you have saved I don't him? Know. I could have. I could have. I... Oh, God. God. I never thought. We make decisions from thousands of miles away. We make decisions, you see? And, and, and some of the reasons to make those decisions are, well, it, it, see, it has to do with, with, oh, but that doesn't matter here, does it? That doesn't mean anything you know what? here. I what think... you get here, it doesn't mean anything, I don't you see? I think you're all screwed up, Dunlop. Uh, uh, well, somewhere in there, I think I'm getting through to you. So look, look, the point is, when PD got hit, I guess I went to the same place that you did over Farmer, and I didn't think that it was only a couple of days ago, all right? So I'm sorry, all right? All right, all right. Barry Collins, thanks. Hey, soldier. Uh, what? Uh, How's Peterson? Look, she's, 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 she's breathing. She's barely breathing. Look, what, what'd you find? All right, as far as I can tell, there's something over... Oh, 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 God! Uh, oh, Sergeant Pfeiffer! Oh, oh, God! He's dead! Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! Sergeant Pfeiffer! Sir! Not you. Not you, sir. Oh, he took care of us, Dunlop. He took care of us. Yeah. He yeah. was a good man. Yeah. He was a good man. Ah, uh, hell. What are you doing? I'm gonna draw their fire. No, 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 no. We don't want them to know we're down we in have here. to see who's out there. Now look, just stand back. Uh, All right. Now we wait a second. For what? They'll fire back. The question is just how much and how hard. You see there? I think it's just one guy. One man? Yeah, that's right, just one guy. You come and get us! No, 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 don't! Tough luck, Dunlop. I'm in command now. Come on, you bastard! Wait any second now. That's it, he's over there. Now I'm just gonna pop up and I'm just gonna blast him again. Now let's see how much he has left. Okay, now me again. Now! No, he's out of ammo, that's my guess. Collins, how do you do this? It's my job, Dunlop. It's yours, too. Uh -huh. Look, you'll be all right once you get over that thing with Farmer. Yeah. yeah. Look, you know, I, I just want to say a, a prayer over Sergeant Pfeiffer here, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for help. You can't leave me alone. Look, I don't no. have any choice. No. If there's only one guy out there and he's running low on ammo, the chances are pretty good I'll make yeah, it. Yeah, but maybe we should go together. I mean, you don't think anybody would hurt Peterson, do you? I mean, as bad as she is right now. I don't know. Would you? I mean, if you found one of them lying like she is? Would... Sometimes, all you have to keep you going is hate. Look, I don't know what I'd do to tell you the truth. Well, then I, I think oh, we Jesus, better... Oh, Jesus, he's here! Oh, oh, Collins! Collins! Oh, please, please! You, you killed him! You killed him, you son of a bitch! Damn you! Damn you to hell! Killed him! Now you have to die! Cause that's how it's done out here, isn't it? That's how it's done! That's how it's done! That's how it's done! Uh, 
much death. There's so much death all around me. God, God, I am so sorry. I didn't mean I don't even know who you are. I don't even know what I am against you. I don't, I don't know what this is for. Oh, oh God, no, 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 don't die, please. That would mean I would be the only one. Oh, God, wake up, wake up, will you? Wake up, come on, somebody, please wake up. Wake up, everybody, wake up, please. Please, wake up, Carlos. Wake up, Pfeiffer. Wake up, wake up. Peters. No, Peters. Come on, wake up. Peters. Wake up. Dunlop? <clears throat> hey, Dunlop. Huh? What? It's me, Peterson. Petey. Oh, Peterson. Oh, you made it. Yeah. And I... I'm Dunlop, and now I'm Dunlop. You sure are, right as rain. I'm alive. I shouldn't be alive. That's Sur just survivor guilt, Dunlop. I have it too. No, it's all my fault. No, you nearly died because of me, and Pfeiffer and Collins. They did die. You know, I'll miss those guys more than anything. For the rest of my life, I'll miss them. They didn't deserve to die. Dunlop, you saved my life. Doesn't that count for anything? How did I save your life? You don't remember? No, nothing. <sighs> well, geez, buddy, I don't remember either. I was passed out. <clears throat> yeah. But when the medics caught up to us, I guess you had me slung across your shoulder. I did? <clears throat> I, I don't remember anything after that last shell hitting me. <laughs> I guess it knocked you down good, but you got up, and you picked me up, and you carried me. They said you were a little crazy, just carrying me around and wandering through everything and not really knowing where you were going. Well, that sounds like me. <laughs> well, that was really some soldiering, my friend. <clears throat> you really came through. I'm a soldier. Yep. And those guys that found you, they, they said it was like you were in a protected zone, like nothing could touch you. You were walking right through the enemy territory and you still got us out. You saved my life. Peterson, uh, Petey? Yeah? What is enemy territory anyway? Huh? Nothing. How long have we been here? Oh, a couple of weeks. And here's the greatest part, Dunlop. Yeah? It's over. What is? The war, it's over. We're all going home. Wait, wait a minute, what do you mean the war is over? It's incredible, isn't it? What happened? It was President Stanton. Something weird happened. <clears throat> hey, uh, <clears throat> hey, nurse. Uh, excuse me, Nora. President Stanton? What is it, Private? Do you have that newspaper? The one I read to you earlier? Uh -huh. uh, let me see. Yeah, now here it is. Would you mind reading it again? Me and Dunlop, we, we can't exactly move too much of our bodies right now. <laughs> Can't hold the damn thing to read it. I have a lot of other people to tend to, Peterson. Please. My friend Dunlop here, he just woke up. He doesn't even know. All right, kid. Where do you want me to start? The part where he passed out at that speech. Here it is. The president was speaking at a campaign rally in Minnesota when he suddenly became faint and fell to the ground. Those close to Stanton described the man that greeted them upon reawakening as an inexplicably different person. I don't believe it. Some reports indicate that the president thought he was someone else, 
and did not understand how he had come to hold such an important position. It's pretty wild, huh, Dunny? No, tell him the rest, Nora. I really have to go. It'll only take a second. I can sum it up. That's fine. The president said that this is just the beginning. He's setting up all sorts of cabinets and whatever to go into other places and try to end the wars there, too. President Stanton, he's out there making those tough decisions. Huh? Means I can't go back. That means I'm done. I'm Dunlap now. Well, of course you're Dunlap. Hey, Nora, skip down again, would you, you know, to the part that I really like? Oh, Peterson. Please, come on. All right, and then I have to go. It's fine, right. <sighs> President Stanton reinforced his commitment by adding, I know now that war is hell. And if war is hell, then peace must surely be heaven. <laughs> Sorry. That chokes me up. God, I can't wait to get home. Me neither. Thank you, Nora. You got it. President Stanton sounds like a nice guy. I'd like to meet him. I'm sure you will someday. No, I, I don't think so. I think, I think our paths will never cross again. <laughs> David Dunlap and James J. Stanton, we're two different people. Well, what do you mean now, Dunlap? <clears throat> huh? You said there were two different people now? Right, now. Like, starting now and forever. <laughs> huh? I think maybe you better get some rest. Yeah, whatever you say. Whatever you say. Frequency. Signing off in three, two, one.